Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Laurie Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. The thing I love most about this podcast is that I get to interface and meet really dynamic, interesting people. And I recently posted on a local group that I was looking for dynamic speakers for my podcast. And Nicole Eaton, who is here with us today, responded and said, I want to be part of your podcast. And she is up to so many exciting things in life that I'm thrilled to have you. Welcome, Nicole. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I love, I I dove a little into everything you're doing and it's just so fascinating and cool. And obviously like psychology is my wheelhouse. So it's so based in both intuition and psychology. So I think we're going to have a great conversation. A hundred percent. So Nicole's an intuitive therapist and she's a two-time author. She's written multiple books and um, has an, a really unique club. We'll talk to you all about that. And she's just basically brought dynamic transformation to thousands of clients with a very unique style, um, interweaving her mental health counseling background and her intuition. Um, so I'm I'm excited to dive in. Yeah. Um, tell me, like, how did you come to connect with intuitive therapy and kind of like, what was your journey into all of that? It's a little wild, but to be honest, I, I was doing traditional mental health counseling and there's mm -hmm. something really special that happens. And I'm sure you kind of know this a little bit from doing podcast, you know, recordings, sitting one-on-one -on -one with somebody who's opening their heart, you just get locked mm -hmm. into them. Um, yeah. And the more I was sitting with people in this really vulnerable space, the more I started to just pick up information that I would say to them, well, you know, it's because of this. And they would look at me like, I don't think I told you that. And I'd be like, mm -hmm. well, you, you had to have told me that. How would I know that? And it ha it was happening so frequently that in this heart opened space, we were having these conversations where I was just gathering information that they were maybe not telling me, maybe from their mm -hmm. energy field that I thought I was either losing my mind, like something's really wrong here right, or onto something really incredible. And I think truthfully, deeply from my soul, it was the second one. I was onto something really incredible is that when we are in an open-hearted space, it's really easy to feel people, to, to be connected to people in a whole different a five-dimensional way, if if you will. And so I started to study it. I was like, I want to know more. I didn't have any personal beliefs in faith. I, I didn't have any religious connections. I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I dove into knowing everything I could about intuition. I actually trained with a psychic medium oh, for that's about cool. three years. And I just, as a total curiosity thing, I just, I just want to know more. And then I realized at some point that energy is such a component in our healing that mm -hmm. I can't any longer focus just on mindset. Mm. So now I incorporate both. So interesting. And do you consider yourself kind of psychic? 
Yeah. I mean, I think that the psychic term I don't like only because for me, as I started to incorporate more intuition in the work I do, people wanted to be entertained and I want to help you heal. And Mm -hmm. so I started to separate myself with the wording and with the word choice and how I advertise my services. Can Mm -hmm. I read energy? Yeah. And I can teach anybody how to read energy. It's very, it's very cool. It's very easy. We're already all doing it. We're just calling it different things. Mm -hmm. That creepy vibe you got off the Uber driver or, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the guy you went on the first date with who were just like, something's not right here. We're all intuiting all the time. It's just learning how your intuition speaks to you. That makes the difference. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it, I want to dig in a little bit because there are many people who don't trust their intuition. It comes out, the red flags come out and they say, well, everything on paper looks good, or he seems like he's a great person. I'll continue dating him. And then you hear years later, "Ah, I should have listened to myself. Now I'm divorced. Now I'm not happy, whatever it is. I knew from the beginning. I've heard that time and time again. So we really need to encourage women, especially to listen to themselves because we know our system are tells us the truth, but we just don't listen to it. Yeah. And it's twofold. It really comes down to trusting yourself, right? Mm. Um, self-trust is the basis of intuition and we can develop that in a couple different ways, right? We can develop that uh, by saying we're going to do something and then doing it. And I don't even care. I, I think that the building your confidence and your self-trust really comes down to, you can say in the morning, I'm going to drink a glass of lemon water. And that can be your only thing, right? That could be just that simple as long as that's something you're willing to follow through with every day for the next however many days you decide. And then when we do that, even if it's really small and simple, our brain goes, oh, she's somebody who follows through. She says what what she's going to do and she does it. She's somebody I can trust. So we can create trust in ourselves through really tiny actions. But I also love this idea of creating trust in your intuition because I feel like women especially are so intuitive naturally. Mm. Nine times out of 10, I meet a woman and they're like, gosh, I just have these gut feelings or I have these dreams or I have these um, these daydreams in my head that are, that are going on. Write it down. This yeah. is one of the easiest ways, create like a little intuition notebook in your, in your calendar, in your phone, in your whatever. Mm-hmm. And just every time you feel like you have this information that came out of nowhere that you're not really sure why you're feeling it. You just write it down and you don't have to go to the person and be like, I feel like this happened and and I want proof. Right. What's going to happen is that over time, these things are going to come to surface of, I had this gut feeling and then this happened. Oh, I can trust my intuition. So next time I have a feeling like that, where I'm feeling it in my stomach, my stomach is twisting and turning or my heart feels like it's sinking or I just feel really centered, but I feel like this knowing that there's maybe some a better fit for me out there or that maybe there is a somebody who's going to come back around or whatever this knowing is i know i can trust my intuition because i have proof our brain needs proof like as powerful as our intuition is it's useless without believing in it agree and i know this has happened to all of us but i think it's this is a perfect example of intuition is when you're thinking about somebody and then the next day and somebody you haven't talked to in forever and then the next day or later that day you either run into them or they call you or something happens you're like well there they are i mean it happens 9 10, times out of 10 
Oh, 100%. And and that's energetic exchange is, is when we're, especially when we're close to somebody, we can pick that up, like, the, you know, your mom or your dad or your brother or sister, or even, you know, a spouse or whatever, you can feel their energy. Now, the, the caution I would have with that is that sometimes we see things in our experience like that of, oh gosh, I've had this die on my mind that we, we had this toxic relationship and this toxic breakup. Um, and now I'm thinking of him and he called me we must be meant to be together. Mm. And I think the caution I would have is that sometimes energy is just energy and it doesn't have the meaning that we're applying to it. And so sometimes we have to take things at face value, even when we're intuitive and even when we, and again, that's just a sign. Oh, I can trust my intuition, but I would just be mindful to tell people when you're playing with your intuition, your brain is going to want to make sense of it because that's what our brain does. It likes to put things in order and study patterns and make it make sense. This isn't one of those places where I would encourage you to have it make sense. I would encourage you to be the observer and see what happens next without deciding what it has to mean. Because I think we can get people and really um, these often on relationships have a lot of that psychic connection uh, and, and they're not good. They're not healthy. They're not treating you well. They're not, you're not feeling good in the relationship. So I always like to just caution people when it comes to being an empath and it comes to being intuitive. Um, and just the whole idea of like twin flames and all of that jazz, like if it's not serving you, it's not for you right now. Mm -hmm. I did such a deep dive into this topic, just curiosity over the last year with twin flames and the whole concept of cutting cords Mm -hmm. and how you can't really cut a cord until you're ready, until you're really ready to release that. So people need to go through and situationships, like you mentioned. So people really need to kind of process through that. It's not something that can happen, you know, automatically cutting a cord. It'll grow right back if you're not ready to release that person. And here's the biggest thing that makes that shift is you bringing your energy back to yourself. Mm -hmm. I always think of it. And um, Joe Dispenza has this book becoming supernatural. That's super interesting. It's very dense, fair warning, but he talks about when you're so outside of yourself, like let's say that everything that demands your time and attention is like a cord or a string to something else. Right. And you look like you've got spider webs coming off of you in every direction. Yeah. More you focus on yourself, on the things that bring you joy, on being in the present moment, on um, creating and, and working on a project that you really love, or serving a, a you know soup kitchen that really interests you, or learning a salsa dance, or whatever that is. The more you bring that energy back to you, mm-hmm. the stronger you build up your personal energy, and you start to disconnect those cords naturally. So the biggest defense against those types of relationships, where we're like feeding that energy constantly because we're thinking or obsessing about it is just to bring your energy back to yourself in as many ways as you can um, to help you strengthen your own interpersonal energy. Yeah. And also exactly. And um, it'll get that person out of your head because you're focusing on something else and hours will go, will go by where you're not actually thinking about that person and the obsessiveness of it all just dissipates hundred percent. It's reclaiming your energy. My whole, my whole book, my whole club, everything I do is about stepping back into your power. So yeah. finding your own personal power in your life is putting yourself first. And that can be hard to do with kids and whatever, but putting yourself first in any way you can disconnecting from the external, the more you, I, I put it like this in my book, right? If you're at the beach and you feed one seagull a chip, 
more seagulls will show up that are, that are like it, right. They want your chips. If you feed a negative thought or feed a situation that you're, you're not interested in, you're going to have more like thoughts, more like feelings. So the more you can refocus your energy on it away from the seagulls, Mm -hmm. the better you are uh, in the long term. Yeah. Don't even start feeding those seagulls. Don't even bring the chips, you know, (laughs) bring the chips. Don't go to the beach. Don't look at the seagull. Um, so for, so say there's somebody out there listening, I'm sure there is, who is caught up with a situation in their life. What are like kind of three pointers? Maybe it, can, it comes from, which book are we talking about, by the way? Um, you- my, my both books touch on that, but um, the most recent is Rock Your Comeback, the Down to Earth Guide to Reclaiming Your Power. Okay. So a couple pointers to give to people who are really caught up in a situation ship. How yeah. do you reclaim your energy? Yeah. So the big one is we're going to take it a day at a time. I think that the danger we get into is we're comparing where we want to be to where we are right now. And if we can just control today and and break it down to today. Okay. And I think the, the second part of that is the acceptance of it. I accept that this happened. I accept that it's not serving me. I don't have to understand why. I don't have to understand what it means. I don't have to decide it's my future, but I can accept that it happened. So I'm, I'm done fighting it. Okay. And the third thing I like to have people do is a lot of people like to make a list in, in this list. They're like, oh, I want him to be six foot tall and I want him to be funny. And I don't think there's anything wrong with those lists. I really don't. But here's what I would prefer you to do instead. I want you to ask yourself, how do I want to feel? What do I want my feeling of safety to be like? How do I want to, like, what makes me feel seen? What things make me feel seen? Um, how do I want to be respected? How would I know if I'm seen, respected, and safe? Mm-hmm. I want you to really break down the feeling of what you'd like to have in those scenarios because the more you do that and the more you attend to that, it creates a perceptual filter. So if you're saying, I really want a, a, a relationship where I feel really safe and good and loved. And I feel loved because I I really love gifts and I love feeling thought of. So I love that, you know, I'm getting flowers and I love that I'm getting words of affirmation. And I just, I love that feeling. The more you sit with that, that's going to create a filter. And what that's going to do is that when you have interactions that aren't that, it's going to feel really loud that that's not it. We're basically designing our intuition to pick up when something is a a dissonance, something is, is not matching up. Something is going to create a little bit of anxiety in us whenever, whenever it's not what we're actually looking for. Mm -hmm. And I think that those core values of really locking in, here's how I want to feel in a relationship. Here's how I deserve to feel in a relationship. I deserve to feel loved. I deserve to feel safe. I deserve to feel thought of. I deserve to feel seen. Those things are tangible and accessible and possible for me. And anytime that that shows up, that's not, it's just going to give you a deeper sense of, Ooh, that's not it. And I think that's part of knowing what you want comes with the ability to discern the things that aren't what you want quicker. And I Mm. think that's a really powerful place to be. I love it. Would you agree that sometimes people just get in their own way and sometimes they sabotage their efforts with dating and relationship because they're getting way too much in their head and how do you recommend to your clients to kind of how to like drown out that noise and that judgment and the comparison theory and everything else? Yeah, I think that this also comes back to self-trust and self-belief. You know, I was actually just 
filming a video and I was saying confidence is a story you tell yourself you're your greatest author Mm -hmm. and if I tell myself I'm I'm insecure and I'm worthy and these are this is the story I'm writing for myself this is the story I'm actively designing for myself so if I tell myself all of these things my brain is a google search bar and its only job is to look for proof okay And so it's going to take the entire night you had with somebody And if you're feeling I'm somebody who's insecure and I'm not as pretty as that person, or I'm not as interesting, or I'm not as smart, you're going to take that perfect night you just had. And you're going to think of the one thing that you said that aligns with the belief you just created that you're insecure, you're not interesting, or you're not smart enough, or you're not pretty enough. So our brain will actively look for proof of what we tell it to, and that's its only job. Mm -hmm. So we have to start telling new stories. We have to start writing new things if we want to see new things and if we want to start paying attention to new things. Like if you think about it, our brain is taking in billions of bits of information per second. Mm -hmm. And the only way it knows what to decide is important is the beliefs that we have about ourselves or about our interactions. This is true for people who have had series of betrayals. They're going to be actively looking for that because they're going to be hypervigilant about that out of Mm self-protection, same kind of thing. So it's not that you have to decide something's completely different. Um, I don't believe in like going from zero to 60 of I'm really sad to I'm really happy, but I'm willing to see the good people. I'm Mm -hmm. willing to believe that I can be a little bit more confident every day. We can start to reclaim ourselves and our stories that we're writing Mm -hmm. in powerful, small ways. I'm big on the small ways. I want things to be easy. I want things to be manageable. I don't want big tasks. (laughs) I just want to create change for myself in a really small way. And so I encourage people to make it micro, make it small, let it be easy. Okay. That makes sense. And I also saw that you wrote um, that in the quiet, you find alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Describe yeah. that alignment and how it's all sort of, we're all, we're talking about the same thing with, with all of it, but I feel like alignment is slightly different and it's kind of like that groundedness that we need to experience. I know for me, a daily practice of meditation and journaling has really helped me through the years to kind of get to that quiet place that I can kind of get back to when things go a little squirrely for me throughout the day. Yeah. Alignment is who you inherently are. It's the realest authentic version of yourself. That's like what I call soul energy, right? Is, is who you are at the core of it. So Mm -hmm. when we're out of alignment, usually we feel depressed or anxious. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of like our soul throwing up the bat signal when things Mm -hmm. aren't falling into place is I think of those things as not disorders, but as signs that we're not in alignment with who we really are. We're not saying the things we really need to say. We're not speaking up in the ways we need to speak up. We're mm-hmm. not expressing our true feelings. Um, I always say the opposite of, uh, or depression is actually suppression, right? It's keeping mm-hmm. things to ourselves. So mm-hmm. it's just a red flag within our person that says, Hey, you know, there's, this isn't really true for you. This isn't really a way you should be living. This isn't really authentic to you. So when we get quiet, it gives us a chance to say, okay, what is, and Mm. it might be that you've ended a long-term relationship and you're starting over and maybe you're not sure yet. And that's okay. It's always getting quiet with yourself and sitting with yourself, whether it's meditation I'm a big fan of journaling. Um, Curiosity is one of the most powerful tools to get ourselves out of this black and white thinking and into possibility. So when we have like old stories, it's just like, 
it's this or that, it's this person or it's that person, when in actuality, it's a billion possible people for you. Like there's so much possibility there. Mm -hmm. So when we can find quiet time, and I think that if you don't have five to 10 minutes for yourself in a day, you're doing something wrong or you're avoiding yourself. Everybody should be having the ability. I don't even care if you have kids. Even when my kids were really, really little, I would I would wait until I got them to bed and then I would sit for five to 10 minutes by myself just so I had that time. This is how you know what you want. This is how you know what you can create in your life. Mm-hmm. Do you ever use sound like sound bath or anything along those lines to help you kind of attune to your inner self? Yeah, I'm a huge binaural beat fan. Like I listen to binaural beats for everything. If you go on YouTube and you type it in, it you can find a frequency for like, I have a little sinusy thing going on. I was like, had it in for sinus pressure, pressure this morning. So my cheeks actually feel a lot less painful than they did <laughs> this early this morning. But I use sound frequency for everything. Cause here's the thing is our, our brain is vibrating at a, a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. and with the, there is a happiness frequency. There is a love frequency. So we can actually insert sound from the outside to help our body and our cells level up to that. So I swear by that. That's something I do daily. That's really interesting. I feel like I'm on such a high frequency right now. Like I'm like on fire. At the I moment. can feel it. It's so good. <laughs> I just feel like I don't, 2024 is going to be the year. For oh, me, for sure. the people that are working with me, I'm just, I'm, I feel like I am literally vibrating. Like I can feel my body going <laughs> in a good way, not like in an anxious way, but like in a good way, like I'm attracting in exactly the, the, the right people to help me with, with my practice, the right clients that I'm going to find, help find success with just uh, my clarity around the business and about my life and relationships and kids and all that stuff. It just feels like it's, it's so clean and clear and it feels great because I've experienced the complete opposite, like, you know, in the last 18 months, this is the epitome of alignment, like exactly how you're describing that. That is like one mind, one body, one soul, all working together, all in the state, your thoughts match your, your actions and your actions yes. are matching your energy And I feel like that's like the place for miracles is when we are in full alignment, things can come super easy. We are attracting the right clients, the right partners, the right, like your energy matters. And actually that's part of the reason I got away from traditional mental health is because they wouldn't let me address energy Mm. and energy will keep you stuck. It will block you. It'll weigh you down. And people can feel that people can feel when you're heavy. People can feel when you're off. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, not everybody uh, uses the same terms when it comes to intuition, but they know yeah. <laughs> everyone yeah. can feel it. Yes. So it matters. So you'll love this. I journaled at the end of December, beginning of January. I love the the turning of the new year. I journaled as if I was looking back on 2024. And all of the things that I manifested in 2024, it's already coming true. That's called scripting. We love that. What's it called? Scripting. Scripting. So I did that Mm -hmm. and I had, I, I've broken it down into, um, social, physical, spiritual hobbies, business. I even put in there that I want to get a golden retriever. (laughs) 
I know. And, and then what I did <laughs> and how I felt about it all, like how the dog behaved in the household and how well-trained he was and all this stuff. It's so funny. I went so far, we got a fence and this, that, and the other. And then when I was talking about, um, you know, physical, like I've never been in such great shape, you know, I was, I felt so confident, you know, wearing my bathing suit on the beach, just like all the things. Okay. And then about the business and um, all the great people that I manifested to help and all that type of thing. And then what I did was I broke it down into the tasks that I needed to do in order to achieve these. And I created this whole like Trello board out of it with like the, the, the micro tasks that needed to happen. And then I'm plugging them into my weekly tasks to do got like super organized. This is amazing. It was you should so teach fun. a class on that. That's so fun. I know. Well, it's just there. It's just pouring. It's just like pouring out of me. And then I'm just watching it roll out now. Yeah. Literally watching it roll out. It's so fun. And the cool thing in this energy is I love scripting. So um, like Lori was just talking about scripting is the idea of saying thank you for things that have already happened, even though they yeah. haven't happened yet. It's the, exactly. it's the anticipation and the appreciation for having the things that you desire. Um, I always do that at the beginning of the year too. I write it for, you know, December, 2024 and date it. And I just write a thank you letter to the universe for all the things mm -hmm. um, that have happened this year that I desire and breaking it down into tasks. See, this is where people get messed up with manifestation. And this is why a lot of people are like, write it off is because it stays in this energetic idea space and people don't take it into the tangible. So yeah. I love that you created action. And the other thing I'd encourage you to do is to let there be intuitive action as well. And intuitive action is that inspired action. When I feel called to do it, I stop and do it. Uh, if I'm thinking about, you know, oh, I'm so really grateful for all the ways I've been able to connect socially with people this year. Oh, I wonder what I just, somebody just friended me and I, I want to go on and see if I know more about them or I want to learn more about them or connect with them or just reach out. It's the feeling of being called to do something that doesn't yeah. really make sense in the context of what you were just thinking about. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because even finding podcast guests for my, for the show, I was like, there's gotta be some ways for me to break into the community and meet some really interesting, cool, dynamic people. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I mean, that just happened the other night and you immediately responded and a massage therapist responded. I was like, here we go. Like, we're just, I'm just like attracting in the exact right people. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was just like a spur of the moment thought. It was like somebody whispered it into my ear, do this feeling. Like I hadn't thought about that before opening it up in that manner. And that's exactly what intuition is. It's that yeah. aha moment. It's that pull towards something. It's a random thought. And that's why it's so hard to trust too, is because it's like, why was I even thinking about that? That doesn't really make sense for me to be thinking about that. I'm driving my grandma's house. Like it's, right. the, it's the insert of an idea. And there's a really great book called Big Magic. If you haven't read it by Liz, oh, yeah. incredible book that talks about how ideas come in. Yes inspired is in spirit and it's just a really beautiful book but that's exactly what it feels like is this random thought and again this might be an area to write write down for people if they're getting those random hits and those random intuition intuits that's a that's a spot for them to keep track of because it you know makes a huge difference yeah and I've had people come come to me and I tell them you know I want you to write a love letter to your future mate and tell them how much you appreciate this, that, and the other about them. So kind of 
make them come alive. And they've come back to me with pages and pages and pages. So that's the power of mindset when it comes to dating, which I know you've done some work on as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Tell yeah. us some, what you've suggested to people. With dating. I think yeah. that the, the, you know, like I said, the manifestation of really getting into what you desire to feel. I think that is one of the most powerful, powerful things you can do. It just helps you decipher and discern what's, what's going on in your real life and what you want. And it helps you stand more firm and in your power when it comes to decision-making about what you're willing to uh, be available for and what you're not willing to be available for. Um, but if your mindset, like the most powerful thing, the most powerful frequency in the world is authenticity. So when we were talking about alignment earlier, we're also talking about being authentically you, just you in every setting, the same you that shows up with your friends that shows up in dating and the power and the magnetism that comes with being fully you. So finding ways to get connected with yourself, finding ways that make you feel more like yourself. And I'm a big person on being a beginner, I love putting myself in really uncomfortable situations. I've done acting classes for no real reason, just because I wanted to be uncomfortable because I get, you know, I can be shy. I've been in the past, I've been shy. So I like to put myself in scenarios where I'm forced to figure out who I am in that scenario. And I think that's also true for the dating world of putting yourself in situations where you feel a little uncomfortable to own yourself in the world of discomfort. So that you can enter discomfort with ease, with grace, with being silly, with being yourself and allow that comfort to show up for you because you've done it before. And there's not a lot that can scare you if you've done it before and you know it was okay. And you've done it before and you allowed yourself to mess up and you knew it was okay. I think there's power in that. And it, again, correlates and connects with that energy. And again, going in with a mindset of curious. I'm curious what this has for me. I'm curious what this date has to offer me. I'm curious about this person. I'm feeling that intuitive pull to this person. I'm going to see what comes of it. I'm not going to make meaning before I get into it. I'm just going to see, I'm going to play. I think if we all just played more and had more fun, that everything would allow uh, the flow would, would happen a lot easier because when we're in a state of ourselves and being fully ourselves, and then we find fun or we find play or we find curiosity we're immediately in flow. It's when we take things way too seriously and we try to lock things into our belief systems or or our history or whatever that is that we get muddled and muddied and we get self-protective and then I'm not myself and this person's not their self and then it feels off and there's just power in finding the ability to be yourself in as many scenarios as you can. And that starts with practice, with putting yourself in scenarios that you don't feel comfortable with um, first, I believe. I agree with you. And I've told people, cause you know, I help people with online dating. Um, yeah. I help manage their, their accounts, but I also really, I like it when, you know, they write their own messaging. So I encourage them to do that. Sometimes we'll help with that as well. If they're like incredibly busy or don't have time or whatnot, but I really love it when they, when they do it themselves. And I always say banter, jump right in. Don't ask like static questions, like just act as if this person is like already like a really close friend and you just want to jump right into the middle of the conversation and see how they are. See if energetically you can connect with them where you're just having fun and playing. Yeah. And that's, and that's exactly it. It's energetic. Mm-hmm. That's like when we're texting, when we're going back and forth, it's completely energetic. And again, the more optimistic you can keep your head during that time, the less you're going to take weird, you know, tones wrong. Like I think texting can get really messy with that regard of like, 
if I'm self-protective, I'm going to take your sentence a lot different than you're meaning it to. Um, so play, have, have more fun. Let it be easy. Let it be silly. Let it be exciting. Instead of this pressurized part of your life. I think too, when we put a lot of pressure on things, it blocks you. Like if Mm. we think about pressure, it's like compact energy. So imagine that around your energy field, how can anything get in for you to receive if you're pressurizing it? I think when people feel like really pressured to find somebody or to date or to settle down or whatever that is, it's almost like we put a cloak over your energy field and like no one can really see you. So taking a deep breath, (laughs) giving it permission, pulling that energy from those seagulls and putting it over here for right now. Um, There's something also just really attractive about somebody who has their own life and has fun in their own life. And so the more you can do that, A, that's going to benefit you, but it's also going to attract the right people. Exactly. Like Lori was saying earlier, that's not Uh just true for business. You know, it's true for everything across the board is that the more fun and joy you can find in your life, whether it's picking out your favorite cup in the morning or making a special breakfast or just doing things that make your life feel special on its own, then anybody coming in is just going to add to that. You already have it, you know? Yes. Beautiful. I love it. Tell us about the comeback club. How did you come up with this concept and what do people receive? Yes. So the comeback club is my online membership space. It's so much fun over there. Um, I, I had my daughter when I was, uh, I got married when I was 19 and I had my daughter when I was 20 years old. Um, I was still going to school. She was in daycare. I had no money. I mean, lights were getting shut off. I was in a really, really dark space. So I think of the comeback, uh, rock your comeback as a guide to myself when I was 20. You know, this is how to get out of it. This is how to get out of your depression. This is how to find your power again in your life. This is how to change your mind. And this is how to create through your intuition and manifesting. Mm. So the comeback club is an extension to that. And it has every course I've ever created, including it's got like probably 30 hours of courses at this point. We do a new masterclass each month. Sometimes it's just me. Sometimes I bring somebody in. I do a live Q and A. So if people have questions about their life or things going on in their life, we can bounce off each other. Um, there's just so many cool things. I do journal prompts every month and it's just a community full of people who are wanting to rock their comeback. So, uh, the thing that's most important about this is, um, it's $22 a month. You can go for one month. The first month is always $5. My goal was at that point in my life where I really needed it the most, how much would I have been willing to pay? And that's the number I landed on. I want to make healing accessible to everybody. That's, my biggest goal. It's why I put out so much free content. My, you know, everything is, I try to make it as available as possible because I want anybody who's ever finds themselves in my position that I was in years ago in that deep, dark hole. I want them to feel like there's a light and there's a path and there's a way. So if you use the code thanks 22 on the comeback club, it'll make the first month $5 and you don't really even have to stay. I hope you do, but you don't have to stay longer than you need to or want to. Love it. And how can people find you on socials and website and whatnot? Yeah. So my website is NicoleEaton.xo or my socials are NicoleEaton.xo and my website is NicoleEaton.com. You can find my books, um, The Comeback Club. I also have a podcast called Rock Your Comeback, um, which it comes out every uh, Wednesday usually. And um, I have some live events coming up, including my very first retreat. I'm going to do a quantum globe retreat with my business partner from New York. We're doing that in Orlando, Florida, the 23rd through the 26th of 
of February. Um, this is a, a weekend to shift your energy entirely. So we're not going to just address like the mindset, like here's what you should be thinking. It's a whole makeover of your energy field. And there's nothing more long lasting and powerful than that. So teach you how to re-regulate your energy, your nervous system and your mind. And then the next day we're going to teach you how to like pull in and manifest all of the things that you're desiring and get you really, really clear on what you desire. So powerful, powerful weekend. Um, but yeah, that's all the things I have coming up, but Instagram is probably the the best way to see all the things that I offer, um, and keep up to date on those. Perfect. I'll put all of those links in the show notes, Nicole, it was a pleasure having you and looking forward to seeing everything roll out wonderfully for you in 2024. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.